right, this is my shit right here. This shit is crazy. The evil genius. Welcome back to the Whiskey Dicks Podcast Playoff Edition. We have finally made it through the regular season, and we are back to you as always on Thursdays. I am Zach, your host. I'm joined by Josh. As always, Josh, how are you doing today? Oh, I am ecstatic. This might just be my favorite one ever. I would disagree. I don't think this is my favorite. No? Maybe, yeah, let's just address the elephant in the room. You guys are here watching me address my attacker. It's a rough situation for me. I'm glad you guys are all here to support me in this tough time. Josh, tell the people where you touched me. Well, I mean, I think the the actual way it goes is you are supposed to hold up a doll and go ahead and point to where Aaron Rodgers decided to, uh, you know, give you the business. Um, well, Aaron Rodgers touched me right in the Aaron Jones <laughs> and the Tyreek Hill and the Odell Beckham. It was just but most importantly, right. most importantly, did anyone get you in the Will Fuller? Because that one was wild. Did you stay up for that whole game? I didn't even text you. I did. I, I had it on my phone on the on the side. I will say after Tyreek Hill and Aaron Jones put up their performance, I wrote it off. I wasn't going to worry about it because I figured it was over then. It was going to take something pretty wild. I at least mentally assumed pretty wild for me to win there so no i so i had it on my phone and me and mary were watching a different show but uh no i definitely watched it and i definitely uh i didn't see it in real time but i saw the replay of the drop touchdown oh yeah that one that one got me like that one had like i was pretty much holding my breath the entire game every time i even saw him on the field i was like just someone tackle him right now just just take him out of this play <laughs> just Give yourself a pass interference. No one cares about real football. Just tackle him and, like, let's just keep moving on. What and, was the score uh, to that game? What's that? What was the score to that game? 28 to, like, 22, 23, something like that. It was, like, yeah. a weird. Think, yeah, think about that. If if I told you the Texans scored, like, 28 points, you would be like, ah, oh, fuck me, right? You would just I assume thought, Will yeah, Fuller has one of them. Something. One of them. Right. Or even some yards, but. Even some yards, yeah. I would have thought something. It didn't happen. No, man. That uh, it. What was amazing was that play happened, and I'm like, oh, shit. It happened. Like, he scored a touchdown. And then they reviewed it, and they overturned it, which was amazing. And the next play, it was essentially the same thing, just with Kenny Stills. And it worked out. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yes. oh, I yes. I saw that, and I was like, well, okay, cool. Yeah. And awesome. But at that point, that was like they were about to give the ball back to the Pats anyways, and game was over. Right. They'd right. put it away there, so I knew he wasn't he wasn't gonna see any action. But uh in the end, yes, you're the one who delivered the final blow, but uh it's on my team. You actually scored like 120, it was gonna be really tough for me to even beat that on a good week. Yeah. But I mean my team didn't get the job done, and that's the team I spent 13 weeks assembling. So I, I mean I knew what those players were. Very touchdown dependent, kind of boomer bust players. I definitely like my odds. Definitely uh, got my personal victory laps after Cole Beasley's game in, but uh, oh yeah, no to no avail. Uh, it ended up biting me in the butt, and I can only be upset with myself. Should have just double flexed the tight end spot, man. Mm, my guys, little, they're so good. A little, yeah, a little Jaden Graham, Tyler Higby, you know. Yeah, if anybody uh, out there needs a little tight end advice, I think I found the secret formula. At this Who doesn't point. want that stack? You're going to be real nervous 
whatever name I say, because you'll never have heard of him before. But you just play him. You just believe in me. I got you. There you go. Outside of our game, Josh, I don't know if you know, other games happened. What? Yeah, I don't care. I'm floored. Uh, This whole time, I thought it was a two-team league. The entire time. Apparently, there's 14 other teams. So I guess we'll do our due diligence and uh, talk about everyone else. Kind of a little overview here. Well, it is the end of the regular season. This is the end of the regular season podcast. I'll kind of go through some general facts about the league as where we stand right now. Uh, Josh, feel free to comment as you see necessary. Uh, We'll start from the top here, but as I'm sure a lot of you know, Charlie is the overall one seed getting a buy in the playoffs along with MG. The next battle is Dom versus Alex Fear. Dom at the three, Alex at the sixth, and then Alex Crouch plays Ian for the four and five seed, respectively. That is the top half for the winner's bracket. Then there are teams in purgatory like myself and Josh, where we just kind of get to sit back and watch. Uh, All of our hard work mean nothing. And then we get to watch the Sacco Bowl, which honestly, I feel like I'm going to pay more attention to that until the finals. But that has Joe versus Luke, if I'm correct, in the first round, and then Zach versus Ben. There is a chance that that is off, but I think Joe is the highest seed. Luke is the lowest. Zach and Ben are in the middle. I'm sure the commissioner, he just hasn't gotten around to changing the official bracket yet, or I don't know how he does that. So, But from what I can tell, that will be how these Sacco seedings go forward. Quick thoughts on the Sacco Bowl. Anybody with an edge here, Josh? Well, it's tough to say that Zach Brand doesn't have an edge when uh... – He put up the fourth most points in the league, and he gets Mm -hmm. a Benjamin Tiller who put up the lowest amount of points in the league. That is right. Luke Wagenspeck outscored him by 10 points so that Ben is your official lowest point scorer. This all goes back to me wondering how in the hell Ben put up 170 points on me, but I'll try and forget about (laughs) it because, wow. If you want to find out how many points that is for him on the year, what percentage wise, that'd be a really depressing thing to do. And it'd make, yeah, no, I don't, I don't want that exact number, please, because I will be very upset. But yeah, I mean, you're right. The, the, the Sacco to me has more uh, immediate appeal just because fuck those guys. I was so worried about being down there. Like, I hate it. It's not fun. (laughs) So I know what they're all going through um, and it sucks. Uh, meanwhile, yeah, any- I've never been in the playoffs, or if I have, it's been so long, I don't even remember what it's like. But I did think it was kind of cool. Uh, Alex Fear, I want to give a quick shout-out for earning his way into the playoffs, not just in the point score department, but actually in wins. Flat out, he not baby. changed anything with the sixth seed, he still would have been in there, and it's well-deserved. I also love his matchup, which is just score a ton of points against Dom, who gives up nothing. I mean, that man's fantasy defense. We saw this happen towards the end of the regular season. Yes, we did. And, and Alex Fear won. It was a great show then, and I'm excited for it now. Like, it's going to be great. Uh, fantasy defense versus fantasy offense. And then in the middle, and I hope they don't take this the wrong way, but Alex and Ian, two guys who – Listen, they got seven wins, and that's what it took to get in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, they need a little help from me. You're welcome. You're very welcome. No problem. Not a problem. No problemo. Anytime. Don't mention it. Don't worry about it. Oh, no worries. It was nothing. With pleasure. It was my pleasure. Anything for you. Anything to make him smile. I was happy to help. Uh Uh-huh. You would have done the same for me. And I, Ian technically didn't. He had more wins, but you look at his points against at 1268, that's pretty low. So I guess his fantasy defense is pretty good, but 
I don't know. I, to me, I'm definitely looking at Alex Fear and Dom. That matchup is going to be pretty hyped. Whereas, like Alex and Ian, no offense, guys, just don't really care that much about you. Yeah. Yeah, we'll keep moving on here. Kind of some loose end of the regular season stats. A lot of them about relevant teams for the playoffs and the Sacco Bowl. We'll start with Charlie. Scored the most points in the league by roughly 100. He scored 1,674 points through 13 weeks. That is so many points. In my opinion, he's a heavy favorite for the playoffs. Not only is he scoring a lot, but he's doing it very consistently. Yep. On the opposite end of the spectrum, as Josh touched on, Ben has scored the least, and it was 1,143 uh, through 13 weeks. Luke right on his tail, only 10 points more at 1,153. Uh, uh, the next closest was Joe, but there's a there's a whole 100 points that separate them. There is, there's a lot more points that come between Joe and Luke. Um, so Ben and Luke are deservedly the, the bottom two places. If you're not going to help yourself, you can only rely on your fantasy defense so much there. But after that, we also have... Least fantasy points allowed. Dom ran away with this one. 1,197 points through 13 weeks. That comes out to a rough average of 92 per week. Just locked down, man. Unreal. For the league average of points scored is 103. 11 point per week differential is insane. That's so many points. I mean, he's just, it's like you said, it's locked down deep. It's locked down, man. No fault of his own. He's just out here playing good defense. Yeah. Couple more things. Charlie has the highest plus minus differential overall with a plus 343. And I'm sure some other people have some heavy minus differentials. I know Alex Fear has a minus of uh, minus 14 overall for points uh, allowed versus four. But the most remarkable to me would be Alex Crouch has a minus 100 point differential. And he is the five seed going into playoffs. Wow. I don't even I don't know how to even interpret that information. I don't know if that hey, means man. it's less deserved. I don't know if he just got in his losses. Did he just get hammered? Does it mean he's just a fighter? Does it mean he just all you got to do is keep fighting and you'll the come only, out on top? Who knows? The only thing, man, I'll say is I'd rather be lucky than good. And your point difference. Oh, I have a hundred right. point difference. I didn't make the playoffs. You know, he uh, he's a proud member of the fourteen hundred club. In fact, we got mm-hmm. two teams that are in the 1,400 uh, points against club that are in the playoffs, Alex and Alex. Those are fighters. Uh, well, Alex Fear is definitely a fighter. He's on a five-game win streak right now. Exactly. That, the dude is hot. So, you know. Very impressive. Like I said, I'd rather be lucky than good, and maybe that works out for Alex. I have no idea. Maybe he just puts it all together right now and wins it all. The one thing I will say is, like, I definitely don't want Charlie to win just because his team was the best all year. And that shouldn't be the case. Like, you definitely should lose on some bullshit and be very salty about how you had a good year, but it wasn't good enough. So, rooting against you, Charlie. I can definitely not support that mentality. I, uh, I, in a, in a, to a certain degree, I would, as someone who plays a lot of fantasy football, I would like to think there's more than, than just luck. There's a certain amount nope. of skill or predictability to the game. So, nope. if Charlie loses and doesn't even make the finals, then that's a real, Mental blow to me here. I yep. boy, that would really Let's see it. That would suck. I hope. He, I hope. And again, I don't know who he's going to play between Dom and Alex. So I think that's how that goes. I actually don't know. Does he play the four or five seed, or does he play the three and six seed? Do we know? Does it? He plays three six. Pure fiction. It's fiction. It's fiction. We made it up. Gotcha. Yep. Those are also two of the most dangerous teams in terms of you're either getting locked down fantasy defense or you're getting a team on a five game win streak. So. Yeah. Charlie, 
you're the commissioner. I'm pretty sure you cheated. Get ready to get beat. That's all there is. Yeah. But uh, but let's not – we'll hold off a little bit on the matchup predictions and things like that. We'll, we'll sure. definitely get to the matchups later. There's a couple more things. I know myself included, uh, there's some people out here who are a big fan of some narratives. Uh, one this past week was the revenge game narrative. It's very true. Oh, my God, was it true? Oh, man. His his quotes, I uh, he was mic'd up that game. Did you know that? No, I didn't, but it doesn't surprise me. He played like he was mic'd I up. I listened to the whole thing, and I got to tell you, he is just an uninspiring person. <laughs> Probably the worst mic'd up I have ever heard in my life. He doesn't do, he doesn't do jack shit. Yeah. He has one, like, funny quip towards the beginning. He's like, back here wearing blue, but wearing the better blue. Am I right? <laughs> and then that's it. And then he's and then he's just like running around there having a having a great game, though. I might add a great game. Fucking stupid game. Just like that narrative. There are some narratives for our own league here. People who you may want to root for, what they're going for, historical perspective. We have Charlie, MG, Dom, and Alex Fear. All of them are looking for their ch- second championship when Josh still has none. And then we have Jesus. Alex Crouch and Ian who are looking for their first when Josh still has none. Josh, who still has none, what are your thoughts? I'm definitely rooting for the guys who have none. Because <laughs> fuck all of you that have more than one. Fuck anyone who has more than one. You all you all suck. That uh, that throw to you sounded less brutal in my head, but it got yeah, more. Yeah, no, that more fucking brutal. that was brutal. That was harsh. Wow. Sorry about that one. Uh, That's all right. I got whiskey. I'll be all right. We also have Joe and Zach who are uh, appearing to fight very hard for their first ever Sacco. Neither of them have had the fortune to be the worst person in the league when it's all said and done. Luke is going for a historic, uh, and I'm sorry, not a historic, but the second ever back-to-back Sacco. Ooh, second ever? Who was the first? I mean, who would you think? Definitely Ben. 100% 100% Ben. Not only has he been back-to-back Sacco, but he is fighting for the league-high third. His oh. reputation is on the line to become the worst fantasy football player ever three times in this league. God. can do it. Here's the thing. I don't know what storyline I'm rooting for more. Like, I definitely want to see a back-to-back. Uh, this is going to be the first back-to-back with punishments involved. So I just want to know what that even looks like. Do we relegate him? Like, do we... Do we make him play in like an eight team like <laughs> league with like his family to just to prove that he knows what football is? Like I, I don't know. There's just so many so many things there. But Ben being the notorious being a three time champ of of sucking at fantasy football, that that's a great storyline too. I don't know what I'm rooting for. I gotta be honest, I am stumped. Honestly, I, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot to root for here. I do love to see a new Sacco. As someone who I think has has been, before we did the Sacco tournament, I did finish last in the league uh, very early on. So as someone who's been there, I like more company. I don't, I don't like walking in there and just seeing only Ben every single time. <laughs> every single fucking time. Just keep going out. It's like, oh, are the guests here? And Ben's like, not yet. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You just tell me when they're here. He's like, Luke's here. And then I hear the doorbell ring this year. And well, it might be Luke again. So, oh man. Who knows? Might be a party of three. What a fucking, um, what a wild world we live in. 
I mean, there are more than just us down there. Josh, I know you have had the fortune of finishing dead last. I don't know if it was during the Sacco tournament, but in the records that I saw that Ryan sends out. Oh, no, it was in a Sacco tournament, and I was dead last. And it was because, I'm pretty sure it was because I lost that that's what instituted everyone (laughs) saying that we needed to start a punishment. Yeah. Because I heard it from everyone to the point where they wanted to punish me, and I said, no, 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 no. You can't just start it now just because I'm the guy that's down here. Fuck all of you. So then they started the punishment. And I almost did it again, but I think, who was it? Alex was the first one? Does that sound right? I know he has been one. I don't know if he was the first I think he was one. the first to suffer the punishment. I think it went Alex, then Dom, then Luke. Was Alex punishment, banishment from the league? Or did he just retire on his own after that? That was... Because uh... I, know, I know he took a... Uh sabbatical he took a sabbatical that was before he was last place it was when he decided he was going to come back and quote unquote try that he really earned last place (laughs) good good (laughs) nothing like coming back like yo i got a clean slate i'm trying you boys are in for it last yeah 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 you love to see it nothing Mm. like a a revenge tour the carmelo (laughs) anthony revenge tour (laughs) carmelo anthony is perfect Oh, you don't think I can go 5 for 12? I can go 5 for 12. Oh, dude. I can do I can it. go 0 for 12. You ready for this shit? Mm, mid-range jumper. Mid-range yeah. jumper. Long mid-range two. Jumper. Foot's on the line. Jab step. Jab step. Jab step. <laughs> All right. Um, uh. The other kind of narrative that's in the NFL that might affect our matchups, and specifically Alex Fear. I want to hear your thoughts here, Josh. We have the departure of Riverboat Ron. The gambler himself, great guy, great coach. He's leaving the Carolina Panthers. And that is basically, I'm sorry, I said the Carolina Panthers. I meant the Carolina Christian McCaffreys. So now they lose their head coach. Better or worse, stay the same for Alex Fears' team. I would assume stays the same, but you know what assuming does. Um, Yeah. I don't know, man. I. I, to be honest, what's crazy is I know he didn't do that well this year in particular, but I would take him all day over Zach Taylor right now. Like, give me Ron for the Bengals mm. any day of the week. I, I, I like the guy. I mean, I don't think he'll have a job. There's no next season he'll he'll coach someone. Um, yeah. It won't it won't be the Bengals. Taylor's going to get another year. But oh, I know. I know. Could you imagine if he went to the Cowboys? Huh? That'd be if he went to the Cowboys. That would be great for them. I don't know though. I I think I mean I think it would be great for the Cowboys, but I think Jerry Jones needs a puppet, and I don't think Ron's a puppet. I think Ron's too good for that. Oh, uh, so. I see what you mean. Yeah, Ron's his own man. Yeah, that's the guy who makes his own fucking coffee. Yep, I agree. I agree. Um, I don't know if I agree with your take that it might not affect him. I worry that the symbol by the organization by relieving Riverboat Ron of his duties might send the vibe that they are going to trial out less. I think there is a high chance the whole offense might not be McCaffrey to end the season. He'll still get he'll still get 20 touches, and it's what he does on those 20 touches, and he's probably the best running back in the league at the moment. But I would assume, who is it, Bonifin is the backup there. He'll probably see maybe like five to seven touches moving in here, especially if they lose again. There is no reason to risk the franchise player. You just fired your head coach. You're not going anywhere this season to go out there and do something stupid. Yeah, I understand that. 
I think the only thing that to to maybe be devil's advocate and go against that is like, hey, you're bringing in an interim head coach, and that's uh, true. The interim head coach is going to want to win to kind of maybe be the head coach. Like he's trying out just like anyone else would yeah. get a tryout. Be the next um, Freddie Kitchens. And so, unless ownership is the one that like you know says Christian McCaffrey, we're shutting you down. Like I wouldn't understand. Because what else are they going to do? I mean, Kyle Allen's not the guy, and they can't just decide yeah. to throw the ball more. Like, that's not going to work. So I I think uh, we'll see, obviously. I, I think you're absolutely right from, like, a ownership perspective. It would make a lot of sense, honestly, to be like, yo, Christian McCaffrey, you're our guy. There's no reason to break records with how many times you're touching the ball a game. But at the same time, management like i said unless the owner goes out and decides to override that, the head coach good i mean I, I think they have to at least let him try and i think he's going to want to use his best weapon so i don't know i have no yeah. idea what to expect i do that's a that's a good perspective i actually i like that if you have a freddie kitchen situation and someone who wants to go out there and potentially get a job that they don't deserve you're gonna go out there and you're gonna use fucking christian mccaffrey you're right yeah so we'll see we'll see but it's something to keep our eyes on um other than that, me and Josh were talking before the pod. Uh, we realized all great trophies have a name. And I think for the longest time when we were talking that I think we just call our trophy the Shiva. But really, what? A, I, yeah, we've all watched the league. And yes, we do do the El Saco Bowl, the, which is in honor of the taco of the league, the lowest player. But I feel like for our trophy, it could be more personal or it could be better. I would agree with that. And so Josh and I have done you guys the service of coming up with a starter kit of names here just to kickstart the debate. Hopefully uh, voice your opinions on the group me, get the conversation started. I do think it would be nice to have a name for our trophy. All great trophies in major sports have a name. You have, uh, even, even if you don't think they do, we literally looked them up. They all are not just the X trophy. Obviously, you have the Vincent Lombardi trophy. You have the Stanley Cup. Uh, the commissioner's trophy is what they call the trophy in major league baseball. And then the Larry O'Brien trophy is what the NBA championship trophy is called as well. They have a name. They have something attached to them. I think it's worth considering go- going forward here. So Josh, do you want to start the list or do you want me? I think because you came up with it, you can start it. I think it's fantastic. First name that we came up with when we were spitballing here was the uh, Evan Price Memorial Cup. Uh, the, f- the fallen soldier that is Evan Price. He was a member of this league for pr- probably four years, I want to say. Pretty close to that. We didn't do our homework and actually look it up. As for nope. you guys, trust you. But uh, a friend of ours, past friend of ours, however you want to view it, someone who I think might be worthy naming the trophy after, I think it would be exceptionally funny if somehow it got back to him too. Um, so really yeah, good. the first name would be the Evan Price Memorial Cup, RIP. I, I when you said that one, I think I laughed probably harder than really at any point, like in the rest of this night when we were preparing this or coming up with names, just because <laughs> it is funny. It is it is just a funny. It's not an insult at him at all, though. I don't know if if he does ever hear it is like, oh fuck those guys. Maybe like I could see why he might be suspicious, but honestly, it's just it's just a name. Would that make it worse if he said fuck those guys? I think it would make it better. Oh, that that would be that'd be even funnier to be honest. Yeah. But uh, all right, the next name on our list, uh, and we can be bought is what this next name means. Yes, yes, one hundred. Do you know? Do you know where Louisville basketball plays their basketball games? No, it is called the KFC Yum Arena, <laughs> and the, and the Yum is in there every fucking time. 
So obviously we need a sponsor for the league, and that should be the Cousin Vinny's trophy. Oh, um, baby. It's this a, it, was it's a double whammy. There's a name in there as well. Yeah. So A, the first thing I go back to is like the live draft in Ryan's basement where we used a whiteboard and I think that was the year Luke drafted Peyton Manning in the first round, which we'll touch on that in a second. Spoilers. Spoilers. But uh but we had like, I don't know, every single person or like every two people order their own like cousin minis and there was just a ton down there. But yeah, I mean, great food at a reasonable price and uh should be a name for our trophy. I agree. Uh you could also shop around like the two big tens extra cheese sauce trophy. You could you could toss in the Joe says the breadsticks are for me trophy. Whatever you want. <laughs> Uh, whatever, whatever name you really want to come up with, they're all bad. Uh, but we, uh, especially as a podcast in a league, I'm assuming we can all be bought. We all have a price. Yep. Um, and I would gladly pimp out our league uh, for free pizza, plastic cups, or money. So if you know someone who wants to get in, get in on this, you, <laughs> you, you, you know where to send them. Um. The next name is one that we thought, what what can motivate players in our leagues? What what do people aspire to? And Josh made a good point. Like, who who do you feel like will never win this league? Easy choice, Ben. Not a chance. Um, so we just felt like Ben's a he's a sport guy, so he he aspires to play more water sports. Might be wet. Also, Ben, uh, known for cranking out eleven times in one day. His words are not mine. <laughs> So we're going to another name we're tossing out is the Ben's wet dream trophy. Something he only aspires to in his dreams will never actually get in real life. Oh my God. I hope Ben and Miriam are listening this together. Like I hope he has it just playing. Listen um, to it with family. Yeah. Well, shout out Ben podcast uh, for the kids. Yeah. We, so we, when we started to come up with these names, uh, obviously Evan was, a, was a member of ours. Because of Minis was just a staple of, for some reason, of 10 years of our lives, maybe less, maybe more, who knows. Uh, probably but more. Th- then, <laughs> probably more. Then we started to like kind of dig into, okay, like you said, who's never won it or were there players? And, and, that, and the who's never won it or who's been the farthest from it, obviously with Ben potentially being a three-time champ of the Sacco is mm. probably the farthest from it. So uh, shout out, Ben. Uh, we love you. <laughs> And if yeah. you uh, end up with Sacco the third time, I think you just solidify this name a little bit stronger, you know? Yeah, really fighting for that name. Really trying to make that one happen. Yeah. Uh, so, into, these, into these next two names, we were also thinking, if you if you look at the trophies, you have names like Vince Lombardi, uh, Larry mm-hmm. O'Brien, things mm-hmm. like that. People who actually have an impact on the on the sport the trophies represent. Yes. Um, so that I think that's kind of how we came up maybe with this next name, we were looking a little more towards players towards players and memorable players. And I know we talked about like, you know, when you or I thought about like, who is a player to you that is like strictly fantasy football, you, you hit it right on the head. It's, it's very biased depending on each person. So we went with one of the, one of the draft picks that uh, didn't work out. Uh, And I mentioned it a little bit earlier. The Peyton Manning Next Surgery Memorial Cup. <laughs> I can't even get through it without laughing. Oh, shout out Luke in drafting uh, Peyton Manning, who had uh, 
major neck surgery literally like two weeks before our draft. And Luke's like, nah, he'll be back week one. Um, <laughs> no, he didn't play that entire season. Uh, pretty sure oh, his career man. was in jeopardy. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Same thing. Yeah. He ended up winning a Super Bowl. My man was just fine. Right. I like where your head's at. Um, but we won't shy away from player names or memorable moments of the league. That is really what we want this to center around. Uh, all great leagues have great players. NBA has Jerry West. Uh, baseball probably has some Dominican guys that I'm unsure of. Um, I'm sure the NHL is filled with Russian spies. But when I think when I think of the NFL, I think of future Hall of Famer, second-round draft pick by Dan Hyde, Garrett Graham. And we could just go with the Garrett Graham trophy. Oh, the Garrett Graham trophy. He was uh, the best tight end to uh, statistically be the worst tight end uh, for an entire season. <laughs> Um, he, I will say to this date, I am salty. We did not force him to keep him. We I, should, we totally I voted, should have. I voted and tried to convince to make sure we Dan was stuck with him. Felt so bad because it was an obvious Dan panic move where, like, he it was definitely not in his strategy. I don't care what he says to this day of taking Jimmy Graham and Rob Gronkowski back to back, like, that was not what he had. Gone into the day thinking he was going to do. He panicked, and in the panic, he grabbed the wrong name in, in all of the panic. And that was the thing. It wasn't like you, you clicked like the wrong guy on, on the draft board or whatever. Okay. But it he wasn't. He literally like... grabbed the sticker and put it up there, and we didn't he... even catch it for like rounds. Like we just let it go until MG was like, uh, I'll take Jimmy Graham in the seventh. <laughs> and he wasn't there. So. In not Dan's defense, it's not like Jimmy spells his name with a G. Right. Or that Jimmy Graham plays for the Texan. But right. Dan overlooked both of those glaring signs and yeah. picked Garrett Graham for the Texans. And he grabbed the sticker, hand placed it, it himself. He didn't give it to someone else. I and know. He put it on the board. And then he walked away and looked at his next pick. Yeah. And we allowed that. Yeah, I know. I'm, I, I'm I look still, back and I'm we still very have, upset. I'm still very upset. Wow. Also a league-defining moment for us. So, Yeah, in a way, I think, I mean, I don't know if we've actually talked about this or I might have forgotten or been too drunk because I'm sure it's a draft day conversation, but if a situation like that were to happen again, I'm pretty positive that person is fucking stuck with that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty think... sure we are far less nice than we were in the past. Like, Oh, yeah. It, well, it's just gotten more serious. There's so much more on the line. That, like, yeah, if someone ever did that again, I'd imagine yeah. it'd be pretty ruthless. But Yeah, it would have to be. But uh, those are our names. Those are the five. Came up with. Uh, I'll, I'll give you one more time. Uh, the Evan Price Memorial Cup. Cousin Vinny's Trophy. Ben's Wet Dream. Peyton Manning Neck Surgery Memorial Cup or the Garrett Graham Trophy. Think think on them. And if you've got another name, really toss it in. Please, I would love, yeah. love to hear what you got here. Please, in the group, me. I hope you guys run with this and come up, because these were just off the top of our heads. Not that I think we did a bad job. I think these are pretty serious. But I know there are some cre pretty creative people uh, in our league. So throw them in there, and uh, let's see if we can just vote on a name by, the, you know, this time, like, you know, before next year starts, so we know what we're playing for. The real name of the trophy. Yep. Without further ado, we will get into that matchup breakdown that I'm sure you all are here for, especially you 
purgatory teams who there's actually this is probably the time they're going to turn the podcast off but we will start um with the uh winner's bracket i guess is what i will call it not with the sacco bowl we will start with what do you want to start with the three six or the four five that's up to you all right we'll start with the three six we'll start with dom versus alex fear uh dom coming in at 10 and 3 and then we have Alex Fair coming in at a strong six and seven, five game win streak. We've had this matchup before, kind of the unstoppable force versus the immovable object. What are your what are your takes this time, especially knowing the recent history? Oh man. I I just don't know. These are two of like my favorite teams, like when in terms of like <laughs> I've always wanted to pick these guys because Alex Fear, I mean he's on a five game win streak, and then on the other end, Dom's defense is elite. So like how can I argue against it? I think this is going to be a slugfest. I think it's going to be separated by a few points. But I think I'm actually going to lead Dom. He's got this weird thing where I'm looking at his players and I'm not that inspired, but the matchups are very appealing. And I think ultimately that those matchups work. Um, you know, Alex Fear's got two MVP candidates, not just in fantasy football, in the National Football League. Russell Wilson, Christian McCaffrey, those guys will get votes. But I just think it's a little bit tougher all the way around for him. So I'm going to take Dom on a defensive struggle, and I, uh, I expect a great show. I can't. I mean, the gambler in me, when you see a hot hand, you want to run. You want the heat checks. Fear hasn't lost five in a row. You got he's coming that. off. I mean, he's got, uh, he's got some really great games. He's got a divisional Russell at the Rams. But the Seahawks are absolutely still playing, playing very hard to maybe squeak out that one seed overall. McCaffrey's got a good matchup at Atlanta, even with the Riverboat Ron stuff I said. I really like Josh's point. I don't think it might affect him this week as much as it might later on, especially if there's an interim head coach who is really playing for that position. They're going to want to use him. Derek Henry's got a cake matchup. Jameson Crowder's got a cake matchup. And then you have... uh, a team like Dallas going to Chicago. Dallas has got to fight. Pittsburgh has Arizona, but they got to fight. I, I don't know. I think there's there's some good stuff out there for Fear's team, and it's really hard to say no to Wilson McCaffrey Henry right now. When I look over at Dom's, I, I kind of get what you're saying. These are guys that are like you. you if this was your team after the draft, you would hate it. You would know that you <laughs> fucked up, but all these, but these guys are relevant this year. These guys can be on startable rosters. That being said, I don't know if this is the week that they really get it done. I don't know. I think I'm going to go with with fear though. In the end, it really comes down to I want to ride the high hand. I want to double down on fear here. I think he's going to get the better of Dom once again. He proved it a couple weeks ago that he could. I don't think Dom's uh, fantasy football defense will will prevail here. I There's no world where Alex Ferris scores 92 points. Yeah, I, we'll see, man. I don't know. But uh, we'll move on to the next winner's bracket matchup. That'll be 404 team name not found in Alex Crouch versus uh, 7 and 6, the Max Street Boys, Ian Gallinger. Kind of fun fact about this. Alex won a must-win game. You helped him out, let him get into the playoffs by beating me. Ian is stumbling into the playoffs. He's on a two-game losing streak. Pretty much did everything he could to not make it, but he still made it. Now he is in here fighting for his life in a very tough, what I expect to probably be one of the closest games uh, all weekend in this matchup right here. What are your initial thoughts that you have, Josh? So me and Alex had been texting pretty much the entire day on Sunday. Um, Mm -hmm. 
and it was all about you know our matchup mine mine against you and then you know his matchup with Orion and how he was going against a quarterback who had gotten negative two points and he was still struggling to win and it was like one of those things <laughs> where it's like boy that is doesn't leave me a lot of confidence it's a right? tough sell on his roster yeah that's not that's not what you want to see um, and then I look at some of the matchups, and again, not a ton of confidence. Like I just, uh, I don't know. Um, and I look, you're right, boy. That's the theme of this matchup, though. Is like not a ton of confidence in either team right now. In either team, and you're right. What, everything you said about Ian losing two in a row and trying to trying to lose his way out of the playoffs and just couldn't quite do it. I, I yeah, oh, yeah, that's kind of how I feel looking at it. So. Uh, Name the most pivotal player off either player's team going into this matchup. Well, I think it's got to be James Conner. If James yep. Conner plays at Arizona, should be a great matchup for him, and that would be a huge bump up. Uh, James Conner hasn't played in uh, several weeks. Uh, I think it was since the Thursday night Browns game when he re-injured his uh, shoulder. So All of Ian's lost streak, he has not had James Conner. Yeah, and there's a reason. James Conner is a focal point in that offense because they have a third-string quarterback that they're trying to ride to the playoffs. So, Well, now they have the truth out there. Now they have, thank they God, fucking Mason Rudolph, most they punchable face of all time, that guy. Yeah, no, he does for sure. He I just like, I, I don't know him. I know nothing about him, but I just see his face, and I'm like, I don't think you deserve success. Yeah. Yeah, I think my brother said said it to me when uh, he was visiting. He's like, you know, Mason Rudolph. He looks like that guy who's like, you, like you you get into a fight or you get into a disagreement with him, and he, he's like, I'm gonna call my father and like and like <laughs> run yeah. to his dad who's got yes. millions and is gonna like influence yes. like change in something. Like that's that's the vibe he gives off, and it's the ultimate. My dad bought me my job, except yeah, for his yeah, job's an NFL quarterback. And that's how it feels and how it looks pretty regularly. And so I, I'm definitely not a fan. But uh, getting off to off track, I guess I'm going to take Ian um, because I do think James Conner will play. This is not – I have no confidence in this pick. This is truly a 50-50 for me. And, I'm, again, we'll see what happens. I think as long as Julio and Kittle play, I think Alex will win. And I expect them both to play, so I will take Alex this week. I think he, he'll have enough out there that will get the job done. I mean, uh, Auden Tate's actually going to end up all right for him, I think, against Cleveland. Uh, Josh Jacobs, Robbie Anderson's fine. Like, he's got a good matchup now more than any. So I think he's got the right matchups in the right places. Um, and even on a couple tough ones, I think they'll they'll see themselves through. So... I will bet on Alex Crouch this week to pull out. Although, like like we said from the top, this is going to be tough. Neither team is making a really strong case at the moment. So I, I, I could be swayed either way, but I think we'll disagree on that one. That'll take us into the Sacco. This is going to be a little tough to do because the matchups aren't set as they should be. Um, so we will start by looking at Joe and Luke, I believe. Yeah, first and last there. So it'll be Joe and Luke in the first round of the Sacco. Josh, go ahead and pull up uh, Luke's team. I'll pull up Joe's. And then go ahead and give me some thoughts about Luke's team, uh, what you're seeing, what you like. How about just what I'm seeing? Because <laughs> what I like doesn't sound really possible for the teams we're talking about. But look, 
Kamara has not had the year that you uh, hoped, even though he's still a number one running back. Like he's not, it's just not the Kamara put you on my back and just win you everything. And he takes on maybe the best defense in football. I don't know. I'll say it's up for yeah. debate. Um, so that's obviously a bad matchup. Uh, Devonta Freeman, if he plays, uh, I heard that he might. Uh, it's a pretty good matchup. So he's got that going for me. He's also at home. But, uh, you know, the Eagles stack with Wentz and Jeffrey. Again, it's is Jeffrey going to play? It's disgusting. He's got – it's a good matchup with the Giants. Oh, but you want a boy. classic NFC East battle of Wentz versus Manning? Oh, man. Give it back to me, baby. Run that's it back. amazing. Yeah. I Luke's got some matchups where – like I said, Freeman and the Eagles there, that stack. These aren't bad matchups. Um, it's it's a matter of health. It's always a matter of health. Luke. I mean, you go through, I think every player on this team has missed significant time. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to get any easier for him. Yeah, I don't know. When I look at Luke's team, I mean, he looks like a Sacco Bull veteran because his team has never looked better in a weird way. It's hitting yeah. its stride right after he lost 10 games this year. Um <laughs> His team is probably as healthy as it's ever been. He actually has some like startable players out there. He, I think he will need some touchdowns to go his way, though, because when I look at Joe's team, he's really hitting his stride right now. Uh, his matchups this week are fucking juicy across the entire board. Tom Brady gets Kansas City. Miles Sanders, the Giants. Chris Carson, Rams. Julian Edelman, Kansas City, Curtis Samuel, Atlanta, Jack Doyle, Tampa Bay, Allen Robinson, Dallas. Debo gets New Orleans, so that's tough. But like outside of that, that's almost every single guy on his roster who they are all startable guys. Discount whatever shit team they might be on or anything like that. Like he's in a very good position with this roster to get out of there hands clean first round. Do you have any thoughts on Joe's team? Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you. I, I, I don't know. A part of me feels like there's a narrative out there where Joe's team doesn't quite put it together. Um, and the only reason I say that is you talked about some good matchups, but I could see some game scripts kind of going backwards on them a little bit. Kansas City's a prime example. The Patriots just got beat uh, last week against Houston, so they're going to want to come out and they definitely need to get a victory. But I think the way you attack Kansas City is on the ground, and so that could maybe put a, a cap to Tom Brady and the Julian Edelman stack. It doesn't necessarily mean it will, and Edelman's definitely the receiver you want for Tom Brady. But um, Kansas City's past defense has been pretty okay. Uh, it's just they can't stop the running game, and you keep Pat Mahomes off the field. I think the Patriots know that. I think that's what they're going to try and do. Curtis Samuel, uh, it, it, it's nothing against him, and I want to be very clear. I like DJ Moore. I've liked him more than Curtis Samuel, but Kyle Allen just isn't capable enough to keep two receivers afloat, and yeah. I still believe that DJ Moore is the better of the receivers. So uh, with Christian McCaffrey still there, again, it comes down to how the offense is used, uh, what's going to change now that Rivera's gone. I have no idea, but you're, you're rolling the dice with that a little bit. One edge that Joe would have most weeks that he doesn't is New Orleans defense. Um, with them getting a tough match against San Fran, I think uh, still think they're going to be fine. Uh, but yeah, it's I bet they'll the, be. Okay. It's not the great matchup it, it could be, I guess, most weeks. So yeah. I don't know. I, I look at both these teams. I, I like Joe. I think you're right. I just like Joe's team better. I think they performed better. I think there's a lot of question marks with Luke's uh, in the injury department. We're we're banking on a lot of. Will they play? Will they gut it out? And how healthy are they? A lot of questions with with Luke's team there. 
Yeah, I think in the end, I will take Joe. I just, until Luke proves otherwise, and I know the past couple of weeks he hasn't cared to start anybody because he knows his fate was sealed, but uh, until until he proves that he can score some points or do something, like I, I, there's no way I can pick him. I think I'm yeah. going to go to Joe. Yep. That'll take us into the final Sacco Bull matchup. That will be Zach Brand, Pitter Patter, coming in at 4-9 versus Ben Tiller. Podho suck my whiskey dick at four and nine. Who would you care to speak on in this matchup? I'm going to speak on uh, Zach if I can, mm. please. Let me have it. Enlighten me to the to the Tariq Cohen team. This is a slam dunk uh, week for Zach. Nick Chubb and Jarvis Landry get the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't think you could ask for much better. Just right there, but we'll keep going. And we'll say Devonta Parker, who has been just an absolute monster, uh, especially what he did to Philly in a crazy game. He gets the Jets, and yeah, that's a that's a Jets team. It's not very good. Those three right there with a uh, Pat Mahomes. I didn't even touch on him. Yes, going into New England. Yes, it's going to be tough. I don't know what the level of success is, but I also know that it's Pat Mahomes and that. If anyone can find a way, it'll be it'll be him to at least be productive. He, he's not going to bust on you. Phrase it. Ertz gets the Giants. If if Alshon can't go, it's just that much better. Um, I I'm just I am definitely taking Zach in this matchup for sure. Uh, Zach has some sneaky tough matchups in there that you could maybe talk yourself into or out of. But then you take a look over here at Ben's team, and it's. It gets real dicey real fast. Although I'm big big supporter of rolling it with famous Jameis. Just hope you come out positive in the touchdown to interception ratio. Philip Lindsay and Mark Ingram, I'm not no qualms about either of them or their matchups. They kind of do what they do every week. But boy, you get into the Danny Amendola, Russell Gage, Sterling Shepard range, and that gets really rough. Uh, I'm terribly excited to see what Monday night Eli Manning has in store for us who he's going to support, if he's actually just going to pass the ball 20 times to Saquon Barkley. Who knows? I mean, Ben has scored the least points in the league for a reason. There's no reason to pick him. He has shown no signs of life outside of a couple, four flutters this year where he where he beat four people, myself and Josh included. Which is absolutely fucking wild. Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> Think about that for a second. We missed the playoffs. Seven wins gets you in the playoffs. Yep. And it was because of Ben. Can only blame yourself. I can only blame myself. There, there are plenty of things I could have done differently this year. I went on a four-game losing streak. I was in the driver's seat of my own destiny. I fucked it up. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, look, I, I, can't, I can't be upset. If we're talking about a season long, I absolutely was in control. Uh, I will say that I could have played everyone's best player against Ben, and I don't think I would have touched 170 points. <laughs> that is that is one week where I can truly say there's nothing I could Yeah, just, well, maybe to so that effect, maybe if he starts Philip Dorsett this week, you take him. You've been burned by Philip Dorsett before. Philip Dorsett gave it to me. He was one of the many for that 170, but uh, yeah, I don't know. There's no way I can take Ben, and I, I, I think I think the Ben-Luke matchup of the century, uh, that's, that's what I'm predicting. Yeah, I think Ben Ben versus Luke is destiny at this point. Someone's it's Luke going to be two in a row for the second time ever. Or ben with the unprecedented three, um, but I think uh, 
Joe and uh, Zach will sneak out of there. You could argue that they were the two that didn't deserve to be in sack of contention, but actually happen to be free. Who knows? Okay, but that'll put, uh, with my prediction, the next round would be Alex Crouch versus Charlie. I believe you have Ian versus Charlie, if I'm not mistaken. Sure, that sounds right. And then you have Dom versus MG, and I have Alex Fear versus MG. Boy, the next round is definitely a lot spicier up there. Tell you what, once you get Charlie and MG in the mix, that gets a little wild. But then down here, uh, we are both picking the the championship round of the Sacco to be uh, Ben and Luke kind of deservedly so they have scored the least amount of points all year. So why not? And other than that, don't think this podcast is done. Not don't a chance. Think. You guys couldn't get enough of last week. We are bringing it back. It is going to be he'd beat Luke's beer mile versus the champ is here. Josh and I pod host V pod host mono e mono. I, I can't, I can't live with myself if I don't get another shot at this right now. I can't do it. I can't do it. Cole Beasley said his legs were fresh. I said, I'm putting you in. Cole Beasley, his legs were fresh. Yeah, and they're staying fresh. Don't you know about the Cole Beasley revenge game against Baltimore? That's not a thing. See? He got he got really high and left before he got his crab cake sandwich, and he got real mad at that place. Never mind that Zach Brand. I was going <laughs> to <laughs> oh shout out yeah um but are you are you gonna best me two times in a row not yeah. only twice in one season but two times in a row yes why aaron Rodgers. he gave oh. it to you before he's got washington this week he's gonna give it to you again i got some listen rashad penny might be really good like <laughs> last two weeks 18.9 24.7 if I could get a player that could contribute at the running back position. Wait, are you not going to start points, David Johnson? You're in trouble, man. Maybe I throw David Johnson out there as a, as a decoy, and then I'll play Rashad Penny. Actually, uh, if I found a running back, my team is, is dangerous. So I'm taking me. Yeah. Well, what you forgot to realize is rosters don't lock for teams in purgatory. And I'm going to hit you back. With Ooh. something that you got with me, got me with long ago, and it is the Kirk Cousins revenge game. Oh no! And I am going to put him in for Dak, and he is going oh, to come no. out there and let you know. Kirk Cousins, the Kirk Cousins, not the you like that, game. not the you like that, not the you, you like, like that. that. I don't like that. Oh, You're going to get hit with the double. You like that. He's going to come back on the revenge game. I feel bad that the playoffs are going on right now because no one's going to be watching him. Yeah, it's Kirk Cousins. Prime time is what he's known for. I'll get out here and I'll get frisky. Do we want to Do we want to make it interesting? Is it a water bet? It'll be a water bet because I swore off shotguns for uh, obvious reasons. I took four to the face in one night. So I think I've, I've hit my shotgun bets for, for this season. So. Yeah, I did see that. That seemed like a terrible decision, but uh, it wasn't. Listen, but you're a grown ass man. You can make your own calls. It was something I had to do because I lost my bets. Yeah, I mean, I respect that. You're a man of your word. Man of my word. But all right, after that matchup, that's all we really have for you. The other teams, who gives a shit? As always, we will be back next Thursday. Maybe by then it is a, a brief championship week. Hopefully, uh, I will try to coerce one of you guys to being a guest uh, who is in a memorable matchup at that point. Maybe we'll get Luke and Ben on the pod, see if they can oh. duke it out mano-a-mano. 
See oh, who can, can please Let's see who can happen. tell me why the other person's gonna win harder. Let's make that happen. Uh, we'll we'll see what we can do, but I appreciate you guys listening, uh, and we will see you all next week. My brothers don't die, we just rusty bark. I tell you, got to link me at the coffee shop. Getting freaky in the sheets, we're taking body shots. Then I finish with a fish, we just to top it off. Hey, my brothers don't die, we just rusty bark. I tell you, got to link me at the coffee shop. Getting freaky in the sheets, we're taking body shots. Then I finish with a fish, we just to top it off. Hey, you ain't got a clue, let's be honest. I had a couple seasons made of forest. I put in the work and take the profit. Looking at my girl, that like what a goddess. Thank God. Rule number two, don't make the promise. If you can't keep the deal, then just be honest. Just be honest. I can never die, I'm Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Fuck the government and fuck Boris. Yeah. yeah. I'm a villain, killing when I'm barring. Brothers in the hood, just like the movie that I starring. Service in my whip, I phone the boss to bring my car in. I could probably take a trick, but I just wouldn't cause she's jarring. Ooh, I got the sauce. Don't know what you for. Catch me up and snowing in my sliders and my shorts. Chicks trying to get my brother flips to share his thoughts. I think he's trying to tell me I should tell her he don't talk. I don't fuck with her. Yeah, I used to hit it, but you're stuck with her. Man, I wouldn't even try my luck with her. Yeah, let's say I'm bougie. Way too expensive. Chilling in Dubai, know I get it all inclusive Now may I ask if you can find it in your spirit To leave us all alone and go and mind your fucking business Looking in the mirror saying my key or the illest When I'm James Bond trying to live my movie like I'm Idris What we telling them, look My brothers don't die, we just rusty but I tell you I got to link me at the coffee shop Getting freaky in the sheets, we're taking body shots Then I finish with a fish, we just to top it off My brothers don't die, we just rusty but I tell you I got to link me at the coffee shop Brothers don't die, we just rusty but So much rusty, I might open up a rusty shop Mommy saying that I need to get some sleep All this flying overseas is always fucking up my body clock And all this stress has got me racking up my brain So tell these little fishes back up off my name I ain't gotta be a rapper with a chain Cause the rules are kinda different when you're bad enough the game Straight, bad enough the game, bad it up again Had him up before, I have him up again Fake brothers, man, your man will pretend So insecure, man, it's a joke I need a ball in the yard, cause I'm the ghost If you believe in your source, then raise a toast These are some genius thoughts, so make the most Told they say me some I need all the homage, could you pay me some? Man, I'm dropping bangers on your baby mums Girls say I'm rude, they wanna see me nude My name's Steve Chocolate, I got nothing left to prove I got holes in my lapel, rubbing shoulders with your girl Which one of said that I will go to jail? Well, I guess you have to hold the L Tell them this is London City, we the hottest in the world What we telling them? My brothers don't die, we just rusty but I tell you I got to link me at the coffee shop Getting freaky in the sheets, we're taking body shots Then I finish with a fish, we just to top it off My brothers don't die, we just rusty but I tell you I got to link me at the coffee shop Getting freaky in the sheets, we're taking body shots Then I finish with a fish, we just to top it off